Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. All right. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom-Life Balance. And guys, I am extremely excited to introduce to you a new face in the room with us, Barika Porter. She's a certified professional coach, and she's the queen of the crossroads. And she loves helping business people develop while enjoying their lives. Who thought it was possible? Yeah, is it possible? (laughs) It's a thing, (laughs) y'all. So welcome, welcome to Torn. Um, Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited um, to connect with you and listening to some of your podcast episodes. I really loved hearing you want to build community with women and like-minded women with, you know, professional lives, faith, wanting to enjoy all the exciting things that come with your professional life being a mother so i'm really excited for our conversation today yes thank you so let's uh let the folks know exactly where you're joining us from so where are you located how many kids because of course this is a parenting podcast so oh, have to have them. children right yes i do have those so i'm based in northern virginia right outside of washington dc and i am the mother to three daughters um and so we get like multiple chances to try to get it right <laughs> i'd love it um and i've been married for going on 16 years which is hard to believe that the time is flying by and i've learned some things along the way um how language impacts our kids you know just i've learned a lot things i no one told me i'd be learning you know no one told me yeah i was gonna say go into that like the tips about language because one of the things we often talk about here on torn is the importance of communication oh yeah it's critical i mean and i think when it comes to our kids in particular this is hard being mindful of what we say to them because we may be like flippant in what we're saying or joking or playing, but it can really wound them in ways that we don't always see right away. And then those words that we use then become their inner critic. And so then they spend the rest of their lives battling that. Of course, we're not going to be perfect in how we do it. Um, So I think when we say things in error, if we can do our best to like come back and be like, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that to you. Or if you watch their face like melt before your eyes, you're like, mm, that one kind of hurt. I probably should course correct on that and not do what we, I don't know if this was your experience heard. Um, well, if you would do what I said, then I wouldn't have to talk to you like that. <laughs> Justify our meanness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom's famous line was like, you don't understand unless my head is spinning around. (laughs) I was like, she's so crazy. Why is she so crazy? And you always say to yourself, you're not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat my kids like that. And then you hear the things come out and you're like, oh, that's what 
why she said like, it's like you get the epiphany as an adult you're like that's what it took her to but I don't want to take or just like I don't know about you guys but I can remember my mom probably asking us multiple times to do things in a nice loving way or maybe like two or three times like hey go put your stuff away go put your stuff away (laughs) put your stuff away and then by the third time her head is like exploding she's yelling and we're like oh what (laughs) and it's the same thing here today the kids are like why are you yelling I'm like because I asked you 20 times so I try to make it light with them and I'm like do you really want me to go crazy and they're like no that's weird (laughs) but that's my way of like calming myself down because I don't want to do damage I mean and I'm like I said I'm not perfect because sometimes I just but most of the time I try to joke with them or I might start singing like that's my favorite piece of torture I sing Mariah Carey, You Will Always Be My Baby, and they hate it. But I just start singing the shoo-doo-doo. Well, you have to have their Achilles heel. You have to know how to clear, oh, yeah. clear it the room, get them motivated. <laughs> so that's a strategy. You can use that for free. I won't charge you guys. <laughs> that's a good one. I need to do that in the car because that seems to be the place I lose it often. Because I'm like, I'm trying to drive and not stop. Stop in the backseat. Please stop. <laughs> I also do the I do the ignoring like I like once the request is made and it's like mommy mommy it's like you know I'm doing my own thing I'm busy over here what's this little fly that keeps nagging me (laughs) it's like don't you hear me I'm like isn't that frustrating I like the reverse psychology. I see what you did there. I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating. How many times do you have to say it? Several, several. <laughs> but what were your original impressions of parenthood? Like, were you the one with the doll baby? Like, I can't wait to have a little cutie. I, I know I love that early stage. Did you stage. see all the emotions go through my face? I'm like, <laughs> Or then, or was it idyllic in your mind and then you had them and it was a shock? Or what, or what were your expectations about motherhood like prior to the reality? I think I thought I would have more children. I got started a little bit later. And then I realized like with two working parents and like consulting, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm always tired. So you got to have like energy and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-rec. And I say there's a reason why people have children younger. You have like more energy to do things. But I don't know that that would have been the case for me. And Mm. (laughs) when I was in high school, we had this project. I don't know if they do this anymore, but for biology, AP biology, they gave us baby chicks. Mm. So we could- Did yours live? It did live, but my parents and my brother were very concerned (laughs) because it was like about imprinting, right? So you had the the chick and it would follow you around and stuff, but the chick was annoying because the chick was cheap in the middle of the night. And my brother's like, we would just hear you being like, shut up. (laughs) 
what you're naturally supposed to do. Right. And then for me, it was an epiphany. Because I'm like, I cannot be a teen mother because you can't yell at kids like this. It's, just, it's not right. So that kind of helped me walk the straight and narrow, you know? And I was like, no, we don't need to start early because I need to be mature because yelling at the chick and then the chick was no longer you, you know, like it started getting feathers and stuff and it lost its luster really quickly. So I think that was a good prep for motherhood because the babies are cute and then they just keep crying and pooping all over the place. And you're like, I can't do this. I can't do it. So I don't think I was like really shocked because I also liked to babysit as a kid, yeah. but that still doesn't prepare you for like not sleeping. That was probably Yeah, you always give them back. I tell everyone, get your kicks with the ones you can give back, but don't think it's all you know, it's all fun and games. Yes. <laughs> the the lack of sleep is really what uh sealed the deal for me. I was like, I no, I can't. I can barely do it now and they're big. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's the things I have done with sleep deprivation. <laughs> It's now become, you know, like when you go to those, like, um, they give you like two truths and a lie. I just used it with the new client. And I was like, I'll give it to you guys here and you can tell me which one is true. Number one was I tried out for American Idol, um, the very first season. Number two was I drove away from my gas pump with the thing hooked in. Number three, I asked Bill Clinton a question on Rock the Vote on MTV. Which one is the lie? You definitely drove away from the gas pump with it. And I think we've all done that, even pre-kids, after kids. I just really stink at pumping my own gas because New Jersey and Long Island spoiled me. I'm like, I have to touch the pump. Right. I'm going to say American Idol. Correct. That's the lie. That's the lie. Yes. I was on MTV <laughs> asking the president a question about gun reform. because oh. You know, oh, yeah. That was when they did the three strikes you're out bill. And I remember being like so outraged as a teenager about it. <laughs> so I thought it, I was like, I'm going to ask him that question. <laughs> and I did. And he, you know, he gave his little thing. That was the same show where the girl asked the president if he wore boxers or briefs. And remember, like, the whole world was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning of the end, people. Yeah, well, I was going to say, and now what kind of texts and messages are we seeing people for people? <laughs> yeah, we thought that was bad, right? <laughs> and of course, you know, he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't know then what was coming down the road, but yeah. So that that's my little uh, icebreaker for people. A lot of people thought I was on American Idol. <laughs> they heard you singing Mariah Carey to them. They were like, oh, maybe. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> so motherhood was introduced by a baby chick yeah and then what led to the plunge was it uh oh to having children yeah to having children 
Ah, well, I was older, so <laughs> I was like, we got married. We, can, we don't have a lot of time here. Um, well, I mean, I already, I always knew I wanted to have children. Um, and I think in my head, I really thought, oh, one day I'll be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to be very domesticated. And uh, I, my follow-through, like, I have lots of good ideas. <laughs> But it's interesting because I think similarly, I had a, a phase where I thought I wanted to do all things baby and, this, you know, we did mommy and me time and all these other things. But then when I did go back to it, it shifted very quickly when it was like I didn't feel that appendage all the time. <laughs> um, so that's interesting because I do think in our mind it's like, oh, no, I'm going to do this thing and I'll do it 100 percent. But. I had been working for so long before and it's, I work, you know, working with students, it's this other thing that it feeds in that nurturing or advising yeah. or counseling. So I think it's interesting how, then it felt like the day was endless. Cause I was like, how many times could I sing this song? How much tummy time can we do? Why do they only make these mommy and me sessions 45 minutes? Like, what am I supposed to do with the rest of the day? <laughs> I remember my OB, she told me, and it was great advice. She said, take a shower every day, leave the house every day. If you got to walk to get the mail, you need to take the baby. If not, get out of the house every day. Because I had my daughter in November, right before, what was that, Snowmageddon? That was perfect. <laughs> Made it <laughs> so real easy to leave the house. Like, ever. And she said, even it, and try to get out and like talk to people. So she's like, even <laughs> if you have to put the baby in the back and drive through the drive through because it's dark and you know, like the days just blur together and there's blinding snow. You don't know. <laughs> my, my clock was when Wendy Williams came on at 11. I was like, Oh, I probably should like brush my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, and take a shower. Yeah, thing. take an hour. And taking a shower. I have a picture of my middle daughter when she was probably. I must. I hadn't gone back to work, and I remember going to take a shower, and I set her on the bed and like put all the pillows around her. And she's always been wiggly, so when I came out, she had pulled the pillows on her face, and it was like. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> a Oh, oh, and then I pull it off and she's like laughing. I'm like, oh. yeah, the feeling in your heart. <sighs> so she's been doing that since. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I like that look on her face that I made her have. <laughs> she's the shock and awe girl. She's always playing and doing things to get a, like, those, a those middle children. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. are, you, are you the middle, Athena? Yes. <laughs> I need tips. <laughs> I'm the oldest, so I don't get it. Me too. Um, I don't either. <laughs> I actually ask that question in lots of work scenarios where I'm getting to know people because it tells me so much about their personality. It's so, so what a Did you feel neglected? <laughs> <laughs> are you, you going to need a lot? <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting being a middle child. I will say that because my older sibling was female and very much a girly girl, I threw the pendulum the other way. Totally like, other way. I am 
I told my parents, I'm like, I was the best boy you ever had. Why did you even go have Dave? Like, I don't even understand it. (laughs) Yeah. So I was the never hated wearing dresses and hated like every girly thing possible. And of course, they put us in Catholic school. I still, anyone I'm in, like, I'm describing Athena to, I'm like, please. She played basketball and she would touch the bottom of her sneakers. I don't care what her rationale is. She could tell me her hands were sweaty. She could tell me she was in the game. My sister would wipe her hands on the bottom of her sneakers while she was playing the game. I don't even know how we're related. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you wouldn't slip. Marika's a ball player. Yeah. Yeah, I can't relate. But that, that's the extreme difference I give people. I'm like, let me just put it to you this way. Yeah. And you're like, me, she's not this. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she looks like me, but just the complete opposite of me. Like, look at us. <laughs> yeah. So being a middle child, I would say they just, we just crave uh, being noticed, I guess. Oh, it's yeah. not so much attention, it's just. We like to be noticed because my Zeke, who's the middle guy, and Sam, because I have four, so there's two middles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see, God knew yeah. where to get through this and knew exactly how to relate. Look at that. Yeah, so they're both the like extreme extroverts, extreme in your face, need attention, and just that they're noticed. Because there's but so many different ways to be a boy in our household. Because there's four boys, so well done. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm curious to know what made you not follow through on becoming a stay-at-home mom. Money. (laughs) Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good one. You did say you live in Northern Virginia. Yeah, money, money will take, uh, what is my friend? She always says, old need more makes you do more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 money. I mean, I did have grand plans. Like I did have a strategy because I was like, oh, I have, I lived in a condo before we got married. So then I was like, I'm going to rent that out. And then that'll replace my salary. No, it did not. (laughs) No, and it's a, it's a, whole different type of job the whole maintain a tenant and yeah yeah so that was not a good strategy then I thought oh I'll get my PMP because I had that for a long time because I thought when I have kids I will just go out and start contracting on my own but then like midway through before leaving the company that Athena and I worked at (laughs) I was like forget PMP I'm burning it down I don't need it so I let it lapse. <laughs> there goes project management, people. Let it go. I mean, the thing is, with the certification, like, it's great to have, but people don't use it. And that was more frustrating to me because I'm like, mm-hmm. I spent all this money and time learning how to do things properly, and y'all just want to keep writing stuff <laughs> on that. It's a waste of my time. <laughs> it's sort of how I feel about Agile, right? Like the Agile certification. It's like, I did all this study. I passed this darn exam. You guys For want what? to do a hybrid. <laughs> and it's not really a hybrid. It's just straight one task after the other and everything's connected <laughs> with no breaks and no testing. 
but we're innovating. <laughs> we're fail. We're failing fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to go back and fix the stuff that we didn't put in properly the first time. We're going to just act like that's not there. But I feel like that's similar to parenting, right? <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I was going to ask. What in? I feel like the perspective you become so wise to like how many things are just a gimmick where you're just like. I can fix it, right? Like you got to fix it on the fly. Your kid needs something that, you know, they showed up at school that you didn't read the note, you didn't get the email, you need what, and you got to figure it out. I've done the million stops in the morning, things I would never have been able to pull off by myself, for myself. Like if I needed the thing for school work and you make it work, but I'm wondering what are some of those things in what you realize that help you like give a different perspective to your girls on what it is to be prepared or later, um, or in working with other people, because I think that's what I'm so much more attuned to in being a parent when I see systems and models that are like broken. And it yeah. makes me think of like, how can I prepare her and prepare our young prepare. ones better? Yeah, I mean, I think it's what I really tend to focus on with them is that they are, all three of them are very unique, that they all learn differently, they feel and process emotion differently. And I think with my coaching certification, that has been such a gift to me because one of the skills you learn, as you know, with being a counselor is acknowledging and validating what people say. And I actually learned to use that with the girls when they were little, you know, like they're having meltdowns and you're like, oh, I know you're upset that you can't keep the toy. That really stinks, doesn't it? And you're like, yes, it does. But it's amazing how it like brings down the emotion and the anxiety that's going on because they're having very real feelings. Mm -hmm. So now that they're like older adult and preteen, you know, like as you go into preteen, everything shuts down. They're not nearly as forthcoming with what they're saying. So I'm really trying to find creative, annoying ways <laughs> to get them to own their feelings, right? Because they're famous for being like, she made me do this or daddy made me do. Nope. Nobody made you do that. You chose to respond that way. You're responsible for how nobody can make you feel any kind of way. Nobody can. So mm -hmm. what are we doing? And the, the, like the other day I was like flipping out about something and they're like, why are you like that? I'm like, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm tired. Like I want to go to bed. You guys will not listen. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to get in the bed so I can go to sleep. This is how we get, right? It's like a mirror also because it's like that those tears at the drop of a hat 45 minutes after your bedtime, it's because you're no longer with us. Like you need to be in bed. <laughs> I've been trying to get you in the bed for an hour. An hour. And something hurt your feelings. I'm like, no, you delete. I didn't really hurt your feelings. You're delirious. <laughs> if I had said that when you were like fully fed and rested, we probably would be coasting. Right, right. Why are you rushing me? Like the other day I was like, okay, go. we do this breathing, um, like meditation before they go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the routine. But it's so strange because they're big now. Right. Like when you were little, you read the book, you did your prayer, did, 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 all the things. We still do the prayers. We've added this breathing thing. One, the sisters are sharing a room and they hate. My thought was they're going to keep sharing a room. So they appreciate when they have their own room. But it results in a lot of fighting. So one daughter 
likes the breathing treatment. The other one hates it. Her one likes <laughs> the music. The other hates it. One likes the light. The other doesn't. So there's a lot of like negotiating going on here. So I will be like, okay, I'm only playing this one time. Well, will you stay in here with us? I'm like, what? what? How old are the two that are sharing a room? 10 and 12. Oh, that's interesting because I got the 10 and 7-year-old and it's the same thing and they're male. <laughs> so, And I'm wondering how long, you know, how long, you know, we've had the, the little virus that's been going on. So there were times where they were separate and they really like that. They like it. <laughs> You're freaking me out a little bit because my 6-year-old still wants me in there until she's unconscious. I, can't, I don't think I'll make it to 12. <laughs> <laughs> I just told him, I was like, uh, I'm only staying in here for one round of this. Give me my phone. <laughs> and then the one who hates it comes out and she's like, here's your phone. I'm like, why are you awake? I <laughs> and then I'm like, my friend, she called me yesterday. It was like midnight. She's like, oh, I saw you post on Facebook. I was like, I did not. Oh, that was earlier today. Yeah. I thought you were up, so we're talking. And you know, you're like these bitter fatter steps. And I was like, who is that? And she's like, how did you know I was there? I was like, I heard you. And why are you awake? Why are you coming back? No. Oh, my embraces me with. <laughs> mine um graces me with her presence in bed i'm like if i get your little pointy elbow in my side through one more night <laughs> and i i shove everybody over i'm just like over there. <laughs> <sighs> but but i think that's key is voicing how we feel right yeah. because that's what i noticed like steve went out of town to like Northern Virginia or Atlanta. And I was giving the youngest one a bath and all of a sudden water started coming out of my eyeballs and my face. <laughs> and they're like, mom, are you crying? I'm like, no, I am not crying. I don't know what's going on with my face, <laughs> but I don't cry. Like, and I'm not mad. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm just giving the youngest a bath. And they're like, I think they book you. <laughs> You're like, I'm over you. <laughs> so this time around, now that Steve's in India for a month, oh. yeah, for work, um, <laughs> I, I haven't cried, but I've been able to voice like the points of like, hey guys, I'm getting really frustrated because I'm tired and we need to be in bed by like, me 10 o'clock you guys nine o'clock like i need an hour gap of hanging out so but they've been more respectful and responsive to it because yeah. they even noticed like my middle child zeke it passes nine o'clock all of a sudden he started thinking about everybody that has passed and moved on to eternity and he's like oh i miss Gigi. i miss name whoever insert name here <laughs> oh you don't though you're just tired yeah, <laughs> yeah so and then he starts crying himself to sleep and i'm like oh my gosh 
you're going to end up on some counselor's couch talking about this. But it really is just because you we went to 901 instead of 9 o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah. So we yeah. start at 845 so that we don't get to the Wow, I'm impressed. Missing the past. Run by 901? How'd you do that? Yeah, uh, Zeke is very active. So I just let him run around a lot. So we have a, I kind of treat my kids like dogs at times. <laughs> I will admit it. Like I tell them, okay, out to the back, everybody. <laughs> We're running laps. <laughs> Take it on outside. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But so I have nephews, so I get it. I watch my poor sister in law. I'm like, <laughs> This my grandmother's crazy. formula is like fresh air, feed them, bathe them, and you need to collapse. Like <laughs> that's the goal. I mean, my middle daughter, like she has never ending energy. And so she really does need to do things like that. But now she's like preteen and she doesn't like outside because they're bugs. <laughs> <laughs> but so she's doing dance now and she's on this competition team and it is legit five days a week now i'm like i don't i don't know if i'm gonna make it (laughs) (laughs) the driving the remembering like and i don't know like when school starts like school is always work as it relates not school comes easy to her but like doing the work requires hours outside of Mm -hmm. on my behalf and i'm like if she comes home with work that she did not do in class and then she has dance it's going to be a wrap like just might might not make it out of middle school i'm okay with that if you're going on america's got talent and you can support yourself <laughs> pivot we're gonna pivot with well, and that's another thing like really seriously um considering really truly like encouraging the kids to do what they enjoy doing because I experienced, you know, like being for, I mean, you need structure. Like my mom's like, they need to know how to do this. I'm like, but why? (laughs) But why, you know, like, so trying to find things where she's interested because she's got hyper-focus. She has the ability to hyper-focus. So if I can help her figure out what are the things she likes to focus on and build more opportunities for her to do that, yeah. the better off she'll be. And it won't feel like work. You know, her idea of a... Well, that's the whole... So, you know, in response to your mom's comment, it's just difficult to know that we're checking boxes that don't fit for everyone. Like, just because that's what we've done for so long. Yeah. You, you look at these curriculums and if your child is into the arts and music and all that, these are the things getting cut. This is what's limited. It's on a certain day of the week, but it's not enough. And that's definitely where I am with our little one too, because I don't really know that the sit in this chair and listen to people talk to you for the next eight to 12 years is going to be her jam. And then you have to extend the day to this after school dance because that's where they get the thing that feeds like their spirit. It's really difficult. And it's been interesting to notice like the teachers that get kids who don't fit in that box. Like it, I mean, we always knew the school, you know, how school is structured is not for everyone, but it's really not for kids who want to really be more creative than following the rules or they haven't had beaten into them, follow the rules. You know? mm-hmm. 
And so it's it's just very, it's a lot. And, And this year, the word I keep reading everywhere is engagement. And it's like, but it's hard to fake. You can't fake it and you're not going to be engaged in everything. Like as adults, we're not engaged in everything. And that's what we tell her, right? We're like, you're not always going to like everything, but she's the kid that, why? Well, then why do I have to do it? Like, <laughs> why do I need to know how to do this? I'm like, because you need to be able to balance your checkbook. I already know how to add and subtract. Okay. Let me go to Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because mine, I'm like, you're going to need to read your script. We're over here doing phonics and there's always a negotiation. So if I do that reading page, we're done. Like it's this face, this intense negotiating face. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to have to read the plays, the script. Like you're going to have to write, like we need to get the reading. In. <laughs> like it needs to happen. Reading, I mean, at least you're making her, them read. Uh, I realized like school starts in like three weeks. I was like, oh, we have not reviewed math. <laughs> we went to the library. We have like stacks of books. But everybody claims they hate the books because they're boring. Yeah, fun times. Strong work. I was like, my mom, I'm pretty sure she made us read. She was a teacher, so we had to read, but we didn't have as many like fun, like entertainment type of shows like during the day. Mm -hmm. Like reading Rainbow was like late in the morning. Yeah, no, definitely. Like they can fill their time. She can fill her time with YouTube and Netflix and all those things. And every reference she makes is when I have my YouTube channel, as I roll my eyes in the corner, I'm like, I'm glad you're still trying to manifest that. (laughs) But I won't be mad at her if after a certain age that I'm like, right now I don't want to make you do child labor but if you do that later on and you're stable enjoy the stable references to this youtube channel we have lots of references to youtube channels um the middle she likes to put on shows she's roped in my nephew i mean like old-blown shows makeup costumes that's okay and those are skills those are skills that they'll utilize and yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think it really, I think the onus should be on the teachers to figure out that everyone is different, that it can't be cookie cutter. And be creative, right? Like her English teacher was wonderful this year. I got to go in and like listen to it. She had this project that she had to do research. She had to do a slide deck. I was like, oh Lord, this is going to go. I don't know if she's going to get it done. <laughs> She, and this is what we want our kids to do, right? Like they may be all over the place, but you don't want your kid to be the person on the team who never does their work, right? Yeah. She knew she had this project done to do. She didn't space it out over time. She did like her mother and father and waited till like eight o'clock the night before. (laughs) She got it done. And she did it with like transitions and pictures and all these things. I'm like, but you didn't even practice. Like what you have to say? She's like, oh, I know, I know, I'm fine. She gets up there. She does her presentation. She had like, she created a game for everybody to play the game. It was like a murder mystery. She was forensics or something. I just sat there like. Is that my kid? (laughs) But It's also like. How, what feedback do you give to that, right? Like, procrastination did not serve hey, poorly, right? Like, I it was like that message because we, that is how I live. <laughs> no, but my point is like, when it works, 
it's so hard because with your kids, it's that contradiction of like, this is what I'm saying because this is kind of like what I know or what I've lived, but they have different talents and skills. And so they have a success and you're just like, fine, that was that time. <laughs> but you'll probably get to a place, I think, like we have. There's some things that you'll procrastinate on. Other things you're like, yeah, I need to break that up into <laughs> like manageable chunks. Because yeah. I can remember in college, like that was definitely my way of being all through high school and then I got to college and I'm like at one o'clock in the morning nothing is making sense anymore and so my grades reflected (laughs) that's what I was gonna say or the feedback makes you have this epiphany right because you get to the moment where you have this epiphany and you're just like "Mm, I want that to be different (laughs) yeah let's not do it that way and then you crash and like all of those things but all of that to say like her teacher what I noticed about her is she really allowed the kids to have ownership over what they created. And she was not phased by middle school kids making jokes and being middle schoolers. Whereas she had other teachers, they clearly don't like children. And I'm like, why are you still doing this? It's not like the pay is good. <laughs> so, seriously. It, that, that is one hmm. of the, the questions you ask yourself. Why? If you have no patience for children, why would you? Especially middle I love middle school kids, even mine. But I think it's because they're in that perfect, like, in-between space. They're, they think they're, like, almost adults, but they still cry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, like, a sweet spot yeah. when you're, like, in a position of authority because you can really pour into them. But, like, if they're acting up, you can be like, don't do that. And they're like, yeah. Whereas high schoolers are like, you know, they'll give you some other responses. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but they're still sweet, you know? Yeah. I know, like, the hormones and stuff make it kind of annoying, but they're still, like, children. Yeah. And I think that... These big, smelly children. Like, <laughs> just not right. <laughs> and I'm like, when does this thing pass again? I remember that again, like we've had three tries, three tries, <laughs> third time's charm. <laughs> but I think those are all good things that you're like voicing here. Once, like, name how you feel and not conforming them to have to do everything exactly the same way and allowing them to embrace what they're strong at and what they're not strong at. Yeah. You know? Like your daughter obviously knew she needed to put the presentation together and was fully confident in her presentation skills. She was like, oh, I don't need to practice that. Like, I got this. <laughs> and she's getting the lesson about the value of practice too with the dance, right? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't get picked. Well, you got to practice. Like, you can't just show up. Yeah, you know the dance, but like the people that are really good, they practice. They practice. Yeah, you have charisma, and she does a thing. I mean, I, she is clearly my child. Like, you know, you go to practice, you're like, <sighs> but then it's showtime, and you're like, bam! You know, it's like a whole nother person. Like her dance teacher was like, "Who is that kid?" I was like, "I know. I'm sorry. I used to battle my coaches. Like, I just didn't put in the effort in practice. Not like Alan Iverson. Like practice." <laughs> And it's hard to like, it's just hard. 
I mean, it does. It I would have been a better basketball pl- player had I actually practiced free throws or layups. Or but basketball. I still been okay <laughs> with, with not doing that, you know. So like, it was like if you would really try, <laughs> why? We're <laughs> <laughs> still winning, you know. Like it's just a horrible attitude. I don't know if I can correct that. <laughs> so, what would you say is some of your like? major takeaway advice from your parenting journey? Oh. Um, I had a coworker tell me once, don't judge yourself. We're just trying to survive. Do whatever it takes <laughs> to survive. You know, like, because you hear these things about like, oh, you should put the baby down and it should be dark. And if they wake up, you just put them back in the bed and just leave them. And she was like, no, like sometimes I'm asleep in the bed. Sometimes my husband's asleep in the bed, the twin bed with the kid. Like we're just trying to survive, especially if you're working full time. Like it would be nice if you, I I don't know what it's like to be fully at home. Like, I don't believe that there's necessarily like more time to catch up on your sleep. No, because they're awake during the day. (laughs) So it's like, just try not to be so hard on yourself. Like you're not doing it wrong. You can't mess it up. I mean, it feels like we can mess it up, Mm. but I think if we focus on helping to develop like emotionally aware children that one day turn into adults. And for me, I'm like, introduce them to therapy quickly and early so that when they're feeling overwhelmed or you know, like something is off that they will go and seek help because that's really ultimately what you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to keep it in and then end up hurting themselves or somebody else. So be kind to yourself. I love You're that. You're not doing it wrong. <laughs> no, and it's that's so on brand with everything torn. We like we want to dispel that idea that it has to be perfect, that it looks a certain way, that whatever is coming up for you with feelings that that isn't the feeling or that your kid is gonna carry that. I just think it can be so easy to see this out of well, there's tons of societal, traditional or whatever generations before you telling you, do this, do that, this is the way, or giving the looks or making you feel the pressure. But then I think social media just also makes it look like this is so picture perfect. And that and it, those moments don't exist. They don't <laughs> like there are very few and all the other ones where you want to cry right along with them <laughs> are a lot more more prevalent, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just have to ask the question, Barika. What color is your couch in your house? <laughs> are, are you are, are you one of those brave people in the living room? In the living room, where you spend the most time? Well, we have uh, feet covers on our couch right now. So. <laughs> I, I just always am curious because I always. Wow. They're brown. I see, yeah, see, they're brown. Because I can take those the slip covers off. I have not done it yet. Take them off and throw them in the washing machine, but they're brown. I mean, one day soon we'll upgrade to like real adult furniture. (laughs) My husband did get these beautiful dining room chairs that are like a grayish cream color. And no one sits in them or they're not grayish green anymore. Oh, okay. They started out cream and now they're more grayish. (laughs) Brown. <laughs> yeah. Don't put your hands on that. I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, I was just curious because I always wonder those brave people out there with those white couches. I'm like, I know it looks oh, nice in picture. Oh, there's tons of people down here in Charlotte. And they're growing their kids every five seconds. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes. Or it could be old school, like the grandmas used to have like the gates across like the formal So we just look at that room. <laughs> For company. You don't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the white couches. So I just had to ask. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nice. Well, Barika, thanks for sharing all your wise wisdom of, you know, just survive and you can't mess it up, folks. Um, I, that was a, a comforting to hear you say that for me, because being the consultant that I am and type A personality, like I'm so the opposite. I'm not the procrastinator. I'm like, ooh, planning, 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 and still things go awry. What's contingency plan B and C and D? <laughs> um, to let me know that I can't mess it up and that therapy tip, I totally agree. Oh yeah, therapy um, we, is like a lifesaver. Yeah, but like in our family, it's like therapy plus Jesus makes a happy person. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Listen, it's I mean, it, it's a gift. I mean, it, there's really something to going someplace and someone being like, "Man, that is messed up." <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for giving me the space to let it all out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, and I think with, you know, this, uh, the lockdowns and all of that stuff, I think for the kids, we're just seeing the effects of that kind of show up in different ways because mm -hmm. they lost that time where you would develop friendships and develop like ways of how you play with other people. Like that was kind of Correct. like my youngest was in second grade and the other, the middle was in fourth grade and the oldest was in college. And so like all of those developmental things were kind of like shut down. Yeah. And so I feel like now that school was in for a full year, like towards the end of the school year, everybody was like falling to pieces. <laughs> we're like, what is happening here? Um, yeah. But I think you could tell of how resilient they were, you know? So it's interesting, interesting times. For sure. And so on Torn, we like to do a segment we call The Mend. Um, and basically, we call, you know, it's all about how are you keeping it together? And it could be a, a thing that happened this week, last week, years ago, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Whenever is the last time you felt mended? Um, sharing with oh, us together. Yeah, together. Helping you keep it together. And if you would like, Memes could go first and yeah. share her mend, and then we'll circle back. Um, my mend has been swimming. Uh, my own, which I've always loved since I was younger, but again, shifted because of parenthood, because I'm a lifeguard on duty at all times. Um, but sharing that, with Soph and Isabella. Isabella's been learning how to float on her back and she has a little bit of whatever Omar had, because Omar just believes he can't float on his back and I just let him keep saying that. It's ridiculous. But we're going to teach Bella how to float on her back. 
like normal <laughs> human instinct to float. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I, I can't even continue to discuss this with you. Sure, you, you can't float on your back. <laughs> and then Sophie has been like holding her nose, going under. So just having that in the summer together, learning, remember, almost feeling like I don't remember what it was like before I could swim, but having to like slow down and remember what got more comfortable because I, for some reason, I was starting with the breaststroke. I was like, I don't even like to do breaststroke. No, we're swimming underwater. We're fish. We're underwater. We're a mermaid. We're a mermaid. We're under here. And that's been going so much better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been my men. It's awesome. Um, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I think when I think about, I mean, we were joking about my, my plan for being at home and I am at home. I've been home for going on 12 years, uh, kind of sort of made that decision myself. I was like, I'm pregnant. I can't come in. And then I never came back. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking about it today. I took, um, one of my daughters to swim class and Though that is exactly what I was like looking for, being able to be involved in their lives. You know, I mean, it's still rushing and crazy and all those other things, mm-hmm. but I am definitely thankful and appreciative for the ability and opportunity to do those kind of things. Um, also, like I was tired before this, so I said, I'm not going to the grocery store, Instacart. I did that and that made it easy for me to make dinner. So I don't know if that counts, but it felt like very together, like, because I'm often a coach told us, like, we are very equipped at flipping the struggle switch. Like we make things hard because we're, we believe that in order to have anything, we have to, it has to be hard. So I like to ask myself the question, how can I let this be easy? And mm-hmm. I feel like that applies to motherhood too. You know, like sometimes it's letting them sit on the tablet for hours. And it's, that's what's easy for me. My husband would have another opinion about that. <laughs> but it's a lot to like, you know, constantly be harassing them to get off the tablets and making sure they're not back on the tablets. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So setting up the bar cap and all of the things <laughs> to try to manage that it's a lot yeah so that's that's how I felt together mend it yeah I love I, that I, I'm I taking love that with me how can I make this easy yeah, yeah I don't think I ever asked myself that question ever I'm it's print- a great at work thank you Brig. I'm printing it and it's going to be everywhere how can I make this easy I don't yeah. know how that's going to affect everyone else <laughs> It's definitely gonna feel easier for me for dinner. <laughs> that is so interesting. I feel free. <laughs> it's a gift, man. How about you, Athena? So what's mending me is I actually having Steve be away for we're, we've made it a week and a half, which I'm impressed that we're all alive and it's a week and a half without Steve Ramsey um but it's a men because I'm actually getting some quality one-on-one time with my sons that I would have otherwise had to like dice up into smaller chunks to also hang out with Steve um but I'm just loving their different comments like one night like yesterday (laughs) Philip 
was speaking to my brother and he's like, Theo Dave, last night, and this memory is all incorrect because I was with him, <laughs> but he says, Theo Dave, last night I went to bed and I slept in my bed without anybody. Mom wasn't even in there. And my my brother just looks at him. And he's like, "That's quite the accomplishment." <laughs> so just hearing what they think is brave, and then even today, um, getting to go to Zeke's gymnastics class because it happens at like sometime in the afternoon, and so I typically don't get to go. But because I'm on like this reduced schedule thing with um, work because they know that Steve's gone. They're giving me a pass <laughs> for a little bit. I actually got to go see him do gymnastics and I thought the child's like face muscles were going to be hurting by the end because he was yeah, smiling so, so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> my mom. Yeah. Yeah. He even <laughs> pointed. He's like <laughs> Did you know? That's my mom. <laughs> and I had to laugh because he walks into the class and he's like looking at me and he bangs right into his teacher. <laughs> and his teacher's like, are you, are you okay, Zeke? He's like, my mom. She's watching. <laughs> and so he's just really excited. And I didn't think he, he's the kid that I'm never sure if he wants me to show up. Because he acts like he's fine without me showing up. So I'm like, do you want me to show up? But, you know, because before that, he's like, no, I'm driving with Miss Cheryl. I'm driving with her nanny. He's like, I'm going. I, I, if you show up, I'll see you. See you later. But and then when he saw that I was there, he was like, bing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Super. So that was, it's been mending to like Aww. be able to bond. He with loves me. That's so cute. <laughs> right and, for both of them that's my mom and she's like that's my boy and he did so well he could do a cartwheel he could do a handstand i'm like who knew this kid's core was so strong he, he like, was doing all of that before gymnastics don't get it twisted. in the world he's, he's just, yeah he's just got his form down now but he's been bouncing off i'm like he's doing so well and then with the other two, it's been funny because Sam's like, oh, I, I'm going to miss dad. I'm not really going to like, um, it's really not going to affect me or whatever. But he's been, my 10-year-old's been sleeping in my bed. He comes in at like 2 o'clock and he's like, mom, can you move over? <laughs> can I sleep here? And then he gets caught in the morning and Zeke's like, hey, I thought you said you weren't coming in here. <laughs> like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> They don't then, notice like when one leaves the room. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, oh, yeah, they don't notice. They don't notice. It, it's the next morning that Sam is like sleeping in my bed, mouth wide open, and Zeke's like appalled. He's like, "Why are you still? Why are you even in here?" Yeah. <laughs> and then my oldest, Sasha, like the one question that he asked me every single day is, "Mom, how are you doing? Aww. Are you okay, Mom?" are you doing okay? Like, and he typically doesn't ask me that. So the fact that he's Noticing. checking in, yeah, like checking in and I guess playing what he thinks is my, Steve's role because I'm not getting to talk to Steve as often. So he'll ask me he's like, like, I'm an adult. I can help you here, yeah, mom. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you can tell me about your day and he'll ask like, how is work? And what about that silly project? And <laughs> did people get it together? And I'm like, oh, you're... You're filling in for dad <laughs> and, <laughs> and letting me complain about work for 
five, <laughs> 10, 15 oh. minutes. I, I, li- I limit myself. I limit myself. <laughs> that, that's, they, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't deserve more than 15 minute vent. <laughs> so. They're like, why are we going to school so we can do that? <laughs> yeah. They're, they're all trying to bet on Zeke being an esports guy. They have a whole plan. Sasha's like, yeah, I'll buy, I'm I'm building the computer. We'll figure out which modem, but you'll be amazing at esports. And Sam's like, yeah, because if I don't make it as a professional athlete, I guess I'll live with you. <laughs> so they're gonna they're, build empire together. <laughs> yeah, the the Ramsey Empire. Yeah, hey. they're hilarious. But um, but that's what's meant to me. Those one-on-one moments with the Ramsey clan. Boys. And it just shows you you can't do it wrong, right? Like, yeah, exactly. All the different things that you go through that you wonder, like, are they going to get it when it matters? I think your evidence of Sasha taking the time to talk to you and it shows you, like, it doesn't matter how old the kids get, they are always picking up on the things that we are teaching them, the good yeah. and bad. <laughs> and that's evidence of the good. Yeah. It's I awesome. Love it. Yeah. And so, Barika, you know, you mentioned coaching and stuff, and I want to give you space to, like, share with people how they could get connected if they need a coach. Can they, oh, if they need a coach, you can find me on direct.me backslash Barika, B-A-R-I-K-A, and it has all the things, coaching, consulting, all of the 8 million different things that I'm always doing. So <laughs> it changes. So check often because <laughs> I keep adding stuff. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking forward to doing some more like workshops on values and the importance of that. That is like my big jam. I love to invite people to take a look at their values, understand what those are, and then start making decisions that support those values. And I learned mine have changed. I'm in a program and they asked me, and I was like, oh, I know what mine are, connection, belief, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then the coach was like, you know, I like luxury. I was like, me too. <gasps> Can I say that? <laughs> My money doesn't align up yet, but I like it too. <laughs> what would that feel like? Luxury. I mean, like, it just opened my mind in a way to allow myself to be honest and say, I like that too. Yeah. Like, I'd rather spend the money on a nice hotel or dinner or whatever rather than, I don't know, shoes, maybe. Yeah. So I'm like upgrading kind of what I like and want for myself and not apologizing for that. So that has been a new revelation for me. I love that. I love that. I think so, like giving yourself that permission to, I think in a lot of different ways, Verica, you're defining the like, these are my boundaries, these are my products, this is how I want it to look. I want to take the kids to swim. I want to order Instacart. I want the space, you know, a comfy space or the hotel. Or, and I think that's powerful. Because the moms usually were cutting corners and not doing that. I know that was the model we saw was the like, I'll sacrifice this for the kids, but we should be able to define what we want. Yeah. yeah. Being yeah, a mom. Coaching work, yeah. Like she said, she suggested like our natural response is to cut. And she's like, you could go make more money. I was like, you can. 
yes, you can. She's like, think of two or three ways. And somebody in my class was like, I think I have a thousand dollars worth of stuff I could sell. You sure do. So you can always make more money. And so it's just mm-hmm. a different way of thinking. You, We all have skills and talents and things. Athena, you could write a book. Go ahead and sell that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Pick up a few extra counseling sessions on the side or something. You know, there are things that we can do, but we think oftentimes like it means getting a new job or, you know, something really. Yeah, same, same wheel also, right? It's like in that yeah. same bucket, but there's these little changes. You Teach can swimming make. lessons. I mean, you're clearly doing it. Why not charge? <laughs> Wait till that little girl comes home today. You want to jump in here? That's $20. I got you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, we'll put it in our show notes how to get in touch with Barika Porter and live a better life and actually enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing? If we're out here working and hating it, like <laughs> what is it? I work to live, I don't live to work. Yeah. Get out there and live your life. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It was a great chat. I'm so glad I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for your time. It's thank been a joy. Oh, thank you, ladies. It was thank nice. You so much. Yeah.